sounds terrible. There we go. Okay, guys. Episode three of the Faith of Photos podcast. It's been a month exactly since the last one. February, tw- oh, sorry, January 27th was the last one. Today is February 26th, 2021 at 9.43 p.m. Uh, the title of this one is Love. So, it's been two weeks since Valentine's Day. I put this podcast off for a while because it's a tough subject for me. Uh, this episode's about love. So, here we go. Uh, to start this, I'm going to say I'm learning about love. I don't know it all. I'm 19 years old, but I'm confident and I'm very mature for my age. I struggle daily with loving myself, and if you can't love yourself, how are you supposed to love others? I'm learning. Also, this is a very personal, and I explain a lot that goes on in my life. This podcast is a brain dump. This podcast is a brain dump of all the stuff that I think about on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So, I heard this quote last summer. Love is not a feeling. It's a commitment. I'll say it again. Love is not a feeling. It's a commitment. So, whenever you feel like you're in love, you're not. It's not a feeling. It's a commitment. So, through the hardships, through ups, downs, if you feel love during those lows, you won't, it won't feel like love anymore. But if you're committed and you know that every time it goes into a valley, every valley has a mountain on both sides. So, if you go down a mountain, you're going down into the hardships, you'll meet the very, very low point. But if you have this, if you have the thought of it's a feeling, you won't be able to see the mountain on the other side and be able to get to the peak and the high point. You'll only be stuck in the valley. But if you're committed, you'll know that as you're going down, that at some point you'll hit that rock bottom and you'll just have to fight your way back up to the top again. So, again, love is not a feeling. It's a commitment. That statement is so hard to wrap my head around. I'm working on that statement. It's very, very powerful, but it really does make sense when you think about it. So, I've been in love twice. I've truly been in love twice. My first love started when I was 16 years old. I was not saved. It was at the peak of my rebellious stage. I hated life, myself, people. I just wanted to play video games. And sometimes I didn't even want to do that. I was always mad. You could never get me to smile in a picture. I was at an all-time low. Looking back now, I lost so much time wasting it on being sad and mad at things that I couldn't control. I loved this girl, but at the same time, since I started the relationship on my life, <laughs> this is a tough subject. Since I started a relationship with a life, with my life not being led by Christ, the whole relationship was destined to fail. I can't tell if I'm getting choked up, if I'm nervous. I don't know, but when I think about this, it's it's very sad for me. I found myself trying to get closer to God in the last few months of the relationship. 
and I realized that the relationship was pulling me away from him and it was never I, I could never get her to come with me to go towards Christ it was I was always feeling a pull away from him whenever it came to the relationship it was not her fault it was all mine I was immature in my faith I was immature as a man I could have tried more but honestly not only was I not mature enough I didn't know enough I just it just wasn't going to work the second time I found myself in love was actually very recent and immediately after my first relationship I had just gotten saved this past year I was baptized when I was younger, and I talked about this in a podcast earlier. It was one of the first two. I can't really remember. It's been a, been a while. Got saved when I was younger. Got, sorry, I got baptized when I was younger, but I was actually saved this past summer at a camp that I was working for, half student, half staff. Uh, the, girl I, the girl I fell in love with had also been saved, and we just happened to be around each other a lot the last summer. We went out and it was going well. I decided with that relationship to start on more Christian values, the way that God tells us. And for a while, that's exactly how it went. Over time, I fell into worldly pressure and made mistakes that I can't take back in both relationships. Since I made those mistakes, instead of reading the Bible and praying like we started in the relationship, I tried to fix it by talking my way out of it. And... Men, guys, boys, whatever. If you're listening to this, you can't talk yourself out of an argument with a woman. It doesn't work. Um, You just can't talk yourself out of it. Even if you win the argument, you lose every time. I found that out. I've actually found that. I've known that for a little while, but I had to really, really learn it over the last last few months that if you have an argument with a girl or a woman even if you win you lose every single time so overall since I being the man in the relationship and I didn't push my beliefs in Christ and take over the role that I'm supposed to play as the man uh, both of us fell farther and farther apart Uh, I'm coming back to the commitment quote and the feeling quote I'll be back there in a second but relationships are built on a triangle I'll put a graphic on the screen right now it's God on top man on the right woman on the left and there's only one way to God you have to go up both sides and as as y'all as each one as man and woman go up towards God and get closer to God they get closer to each other as they fall from God they get farther from each other i've heard this graphic so many times but with those last two relationships i really felt what it meant to get close to God and have me be close to God and being closer to the girl and being farther from God and being farther from the girl. It 
every single time had a direct correlation between the two. So, where ultimately, I still love this girl and would love to have her back. But me not following Christ caused me to lose her so that I can set my mind back on him. So, sometimes God takes away the things that are distracting you from him because he needs you to understand that you have to follow him and not this person. You can't love a person more than you love God. So I fell in the situation where I loved a person, a girl, more than I loved God. And in turn, he took that away from me because he wanted me to set my mind back on him. And that's where I'm trying to go back to. And it's it's tough. Um, it's sad when I think about it, it hurts. That's why it's taken me two weeks to get from Valentine's day, obviously a day of love, a day of love to get to the point (coughs) to make, to make this video. So it, it's a tough subject and it, it hurts. If you have your mind set on Christ, you'll find the one for you as, sorry. If you have your mind set on Christ, you'll find the one. And when you find the one, both of you will be getting closer as you chase God. Because you start down here, man and woman, and God at the top. And as you start going towards God at the top, you'll get closer and closer and closer until you finally meet and I, I'm I'm working on it. I have to first find myself and become right in my faith before I can put that onto another person. So now back to the quote: "Love is not a feeling; it's a commitment." So in all my relationships, where did I go wrong, or where did they go wrong? Not they. Where did the relationship themselves? Where did it go wrong? There was two ways it went wrong. Number one, God was not the center of the relationship. Number two, neither of us were committed to love. We only felt it. I'll read those two again, actually. Number one, God was not the center of our relationship. Number two, neither of us were committed to love. We only felt it. So again, love is not a feeling it's a commitment to stay together you have to be committed to each other i know so many people that have gotten divorces i know so many people that are together for many many years and the only difference between those two is that when they found a problem some people decide that that problem is too great and They decide to end the relationship by getting a divorce or breaking up, whatever. Some decide to talk it over, pray about it, and push through the uh, hard times. And and those are the ones that last the longest. And like I just said, to have a successful relationship... You have to not only commit to each other, 
no matter what problems rise up or adversity hits, but you must also love God more than you love the other person. So you have to love God more than the other person. You can't put anything above God. And that's, that's where I failed. And that's where most of us fail is we put another person, another thing, a goal above God, where our goal should be God. So me saying all this also helps me um, tell myself that I need to do better. So I'm realizing my me being a hypocrite in a lot of the things that I do, and it sucks. It really does. So... <coughs> All that said, it it does hurt thinking back on those relationships and how they ended. Um, one of them ended very, very badly. Another one ended I thought was good, but um, I found out it it wasn't the way I thought it was, and it really does hurt. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that out there. Um, now into part two of this love podcast. <laughs> Such a such a weird name. Culture makes us think that love always has a sexual undertone. I fell into that. Social media, friendships, adultery, and even porn. It's sad to say that I personally have fallen into all of those traps and found myself in piles and piles of sin. I've now forgotten I've now gotten to the point where I don't tell my own mom that I love her. Here's the problem. I got it stuck in my head that love is always sexual. Telling my mom and my dad I love you felt weird to me because of the sinful and immoral things that I had viewed for so long made me believe that love was always sexual. It wasn't until I found Christ this past summer that I realized how wrong and dirty I was. I felt awful and I want to fix it. And I really do. I don't know if you're watching this, but usually you are with any video or post I make. I, I, I was live streaming a funeral one time, and my parents sat and watched the three and a half hour long funeral of a girl they had never met, only because I was filming it. And if that's not love or care, I don't know what it is because I don't know if I could sit through a funeral of a person I don't know or have ever met, no matter who, I don't know if I could do that. And that's, that's crazy. But mama, daddy, I love you. I'm sorry. I don't say it. I hear everyone else do it, but just know I love you. And I appreciate the life you've given me. I'm learning and I just need time to get there. I've said I've said so much to the both of you that I regret and I've made so many mistakes that I regret but if you're seeing this I love you and please forgive me. I, I know you will but I still I'm going to ask for it. Please forgive me. Before I end this I'm going to read some Bible verses that deal with love. Um, I do this at the end of every single video uh, just because it, it's good to come from the Bible and understand what the Bible says. So here's, here's a few. Be devoted to one another in love. 
Honor one another above yourselves. Romans 12.10. So, above yourself, love other people. Above other people, love God. So, it's always God first, then others, then yourself. In relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Sorry, the first one was Romans 12.10, be devoted. That was Romans 12.10. In relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5. So, in that one, God loves us so much that he was able, he gave his life. He, he never fought it. He died to save us. So, I don't think I could, and I don't think any of us could give our lives the way that God, the way that Jesus did to save us, to save anybody. As much as we say, oh, I'd take a bullet for you or something like that. Now, honestly, if it came down to it, a lot of us wouldn't. And But Christ, Jesus would, and he did. Um, the next verse, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always perseveres. First Corinthians 13 four through seven so again love being a commitment and not a feeling feelings come and go so with that last verse it is saying love stays and endures forever it is always there so love itself is a commitment if you love something you're committed to it you can't love without committing to it so there's a hardship Again, with the mountain and the valley thing. You go down the mountain and you hit the valley. But if you're committed, you know that on the other side of every valley, you, can, you valleys are in between two mountains. The, on the other side of every single valley is another mountain. So if you're committed, you can climb to the peak of the next mountain and get back to the top. So with everything that I said, thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith of Photos podcast. Um, I love all of you, and I mean that. If you need anything, reach out to me in the comments or my Instagram DMs, my phone number, uh, all that's connected to a lot of the stuff. I don't have enough followers to really worry about it and or care if you need something, let me know. Um, if you can, please share this with someone that you love or just someone in general, just share this with your friends, share this with your followers on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever you want to post it on, just share the link out and let people listen. I, I really do appreciate it. So thanks everybody and have a great rest of your day, week, night, whatever. See ya.